All right, so normally we do a sound check, so I guess we're going to do a sound check. This sound check is brought to you by Cheerios Crock-Pot. Check. You may not know who Cheerios Crock-Pot is, check, check. but Oster does. And what Oster does is it knows that 4-in-1 Downy can clean virtually 100% of your mouth with... 101 things to learn in art school. Check, 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 check. AJ always has the most interesting sound checks in the world. He literally just looks around what's the house, what's in the house, and uses it <laughs> as his sponsored sound check, right? <laughs> Quote, unquote. Yes. All right. Sound check is done. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our listeners in the United States and around the world. I am Walt, and I am joined here by our more than capable hosts and our geek extraordinaires, AJ and Eli. Guys, say hi. This is, um, it was the, God, so you had the, it's the Banished that's now. Covenant was back then, but there was one in the middle that was Four really no, cool. Four was way, way back then. No, they were back in Halo 4. Um, oh, God. They, Flood? No, no. It was another faction that was run by run by elites right after. It was during Halo 4. Whatever. Saying Healy AJ. True. Hello? Hello? Trump. Tremendous. <laughs> what? Oh, wait. What's his name? Tremendous. <laughs> oh, it's like Tremendous. It's like Trump and his braggadocious. <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ. What is that? Tremendous Eli. There you go. Tremendous. Oh. Tremendous. Oh, my God. Well, I'm, I'm going to quote Eshram from okay. the Waze navigation app. Right? Oh, they think we're the spider. They think we're the flies. <laughs> no, I messed up. Okay, let me let we me try that again. Spiders, <laughs> but we're the- again. <laughs> that was bad. Okay, I'm gonna try this one more time. Eshram from the Waze navigation app. They think we're the flies, but we're the spiders. Oh my gosh. They think we're the flies. I mean, they think we're the Wait. spiders, but we're the flies. There's a speed trap ahead. They think we're the flies, but we're the spiders. Or something like that, right? They yeah. think we're the flies, but we're the flies. <laughs> yes. It's like YTP. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going for. Oh gosh, so today, um, we are pulling double duty. We are part of 
two podcasts. And guess what? We are combining the two podcasts because the Get Geek podcast normally is us plus Wolfie and Jose. Wolfie is out in California getting his black belt in jujitsu. What? What? Yes. And Jose is on, is on hiatus. He will be joining us back in January. So we're holding down the fort for both podcasts. So this is going to be a podcast combo collaboration. Yeah. Double double the fun, double the podcast. Yeah. So this is the Cross Gen podcast. And this is the Get Geek podcast. Guys, what's up? Hello. How is it going? So for the people who normally listen to the CrossGen podcast, say hello to our Get Geekers. And for the guys that normally listen to the Get Geek podcast, say hello to our CrossGeners. Yes. That's weird, right? Yes. It sounds like you're saying, like, you know, those those celebrities, the Jenners. Oh, God. Uh, no, please. Jesus Christ. Jeez, keep oh, up. no, the Kardashians. Keeping up with the cross-Jenners. Oh, my God. Cross-Jenners. I think I threw up a little bit in my mouth just now. So. Oh, that okay. is disgusting. Anyway. Uh, that is evil. Five minutes into the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Halo Infinite, the campaign. Um campaign just recently came out this week well last week if you're listening to it uh to us um and we've got some stuff to to say about it right but before we do i will have to do a little bit of podcast maintenance by saying please remember to review rate and subscribe to both podcasts the Get Geek Podcast, and the CrossGen Podcast. That is the best and easiest way that you can help out this these two little podcasts here because it gives us a good sense of what we're doing right and how well we're doing it. And, of course, if you ever feel like reaching out to us or if you have any questions, please remember to use our social media, drop us a DM, and we will respond. Anyway, let's get into the podcast here. We're going to be talking about Halo Infinite, the campaign. But before we do, I do have to address one little thing. Yeah, what's that? Multiplayer. Now, we played multiplayer, right? We tried multiplayer. We weren't the biggest fans of multiplayer. But then again, we're not really into the multiplayer esports scene. At least not me. I am, of course. So, Eli, I already know AJ's thoughts of multiplayer. He's not a fan of it. He's not. That's not his thing. This is this was weird. But when Halo came out, the multiplayer uh, portion of it, he wasn't all that interested in jumping in. I don't think you even played it. No, like I first, did. Well, at first, didn't. no, I did not. Yeah. At first, you didn't play it at all. But yeah. What about you, E? What did you think about the multiplayer? Really, really quick. Um... I don't know. I'm I have mixed feelings on it. I mean, at least for me, it's fun. And like obviously I don't have anything to compare it to since I don't really like I haven't played the previous games, but I mean overall it's enjoyable. It's not bad. It's it's a, it's a change, but it's not necessarily a bad change either. Actually, that's where you're wrong. We at once upon a time 
we did finish Combat Evolved's campaign. What's Combat Evolved? The very first the very Halo first game one. ever. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, we, yeah, we did do that. And we did a portion of Halo 2's campaign. Mm-hmm. Never finished that. And yeah. of course, we haven't done three, four. Well, we'll skip five forever. Yeah. Reach. And I'm not, uh, ODST is okay. Some people like it. Me, I'm not a big fan of it. But well, it's still good. In terms of multiplayer, though, I've never really done. Well, you know, that's that's Cap. I have. You've done Halo 3. Halo 3 and. I'm not gonna You've say, done Halo 4, actually. I'm not going to say Halo. I don't think it was the. Well, there's. Ah, forget it. Yeah, I've done Halo 3 and 4. Okay. okay. So the Halo Infinite multiplayer dropped way, way back on November 15th. And since then, things haven't been going so well, especially over in the Reddit community, because they literally had to shut down their their Reddit because of toxicity issues Um, to the point where people were getting death threats and being doxxed on the thread. The heck are they mm. complaining about? So, multiplayer is a very interesting thing because this is the first time that Halo multiplayer came separately. Right? It's almost they kind of followed the wars, the Call of Duty Warzone um, strategy, where it's they're huh. kind of pulling them out together, even though it's on one app. But what they did was they they released multiplayer first campaign was released, like I said, this week or next last week, depending on when you listen to this podcast, that came out December 8th, right? So almost an, an entire month before we got the campaign. The multiplayer has also gone free to play. So you don't have to buy Halo Infinite to play multiplayer, which again is kind of like the way Call of Duty did with Warzone. One of the things that people are really, really disliking about Halo Infinite and the multiplayer is the Battle Pass. I would see why. The Battle Pass is a real... Yes, it is a real point of contention for the Halo community. They dislike it to no end. Um, Some of the other things are the playlist, uh, and they're, they're not crazy about it. In short, multiplayer, to use a phrase that you just used, is a hot mess over there. And people are absolutely going bonkers over it. Okay? Um, the community director had to address it because it, it is getting really, really bad. And, and here's a direct quote. I understand and generally agree with the... F- frustrations most are expressing even if i don't agree with the attacks and ways in which some choose to express those feelings it's my job to come in here listen and frankly take it on the chin and despite personally being put off by the way in which many are expressing themselves still ensure that we are advocating for players internally we do that regardless of it being positive or negative and always will and he also asked players to please take a breath and understand that there are human beings behind us who put years of their lives into just trying to make the best experiences that they can. So it's almost gotten to to the point that it's almost like a crisis within the community. They hate the progression system. They can't stand the battle pass. They've, They've really, really 
it, it, like I said, it's gotten to the point where people were so frustrated that they had to lock down that Reddit thread. Um, I mean, it's one. I'm, I hate to say that. Of course, the uh, death threats is not something you want to do. It's just not cool to begin with. But you know what? They have a point. <laughs> Each game in matchmaking, we, we, when we went to our cousin's house, right? Just completing one, whether you win, no, it, it's always whether you win. You have to win. That's never changed. <laughs> completing one, if I remember correctly, is 50 points. To get just past level one, you need like a grand total of what? Three, three, five thousand points. Yeah, I think give or take. That. that is an eternity in terms of video games play, right? And then the worst part is when you actually unlock level one, you get jack crap. <laughs> you so barely all, get all a that color. Grinding, right? All the that grinding, grinding for nothing. Exactly. Like I mean. Don't get me wrong. The leveling system has been grindy in the past, but this is like super extreme. It's ter- it's I can't even use the word terrible. That doesn't do it justice. It's beyond it. terrible. Yeah, so the free it. to play is not really free to play. Then I mean, it's still free to play. That's all the things. Okay, but that's all the, the things on the battle pass are cosmetics. It's not really something you necessarily need. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, but for for a community like Halo, where you kind of like, it's almost like its own cosplay within play. within Halo, right? Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the things that you know people are kind of you know they trend towards, right? Is the the fact that you can make your own character and have it being individual to who you are. They also restrain the coloring system way too much. Like they have preset color schemes instead of you picking and choosing what your first secondary and emblem colors are well i mean to a point you can choose your emblem colors you can choose the colors but like if you want to get like super detailed you really can't right and then just like oh god even the armors (laughs) getting the armors is the worst thing well wasn't it wasn't it also a point that when multiplayer dropped, some of the things were behind the paywall of you have to unlock them playing the campaign, which still wasn't released yet, right? Yeah. yeah. So that that kind of can be pretty frustrating also because you see an armor that's like super awesome, but you can't do it because there is no physical way possible to get that because campaign had not even been released, right? Yeah. So, listen, the multiplayer. I I, I gather what you're going to have to say is, you know what? This is the first time they're trying it. You know, so kudos on them for trying something different. But the way they approached it didn't work. Bad execution. Right. So hopefully if they do decide to come back and do this in the future, maybe they'll learn from their mistakes of this multiplayer fiasco don't make the progression system too grindy no one likes that especially 
in an already demoralizing matchmaking arena. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just such a kick in the in the stomach, in the groin, in the face, I mean, in I don't, the back. Honestly, for me, coming I from all see, sides, I don't see anything wrong with the multiplayer. It's mainly just the battle pass, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Well, there you go. Um, all right, so we're go- we're gonna transition here because um, I-, I I think. I think we can all agree that multiplayer is easily the weakest part of Halo Infinite. Um, maybe we, somebody needs to go and speak to Craig about that. Maybe oh he can fix gosh. it. Craig the Brute, right? Jesus Christ. Um, but as bad as multiplayer seems, right, we got to talk about ca- the campaign, which came out a couple of days ago on December 8th. That, for the most part, is a complete 180 of multiplayer. I think a lot of people are, are having a lot of fun with the campaign, which traditionally is probably the, the most important part of Halo, right? Yes. Okay, the story. So let's talk about the campaign because we've done, I've done like about maybe six hours worth of, of campaign run. I'm, I'm probably like 15% progressed into the story. Um, how long have you played it for, AJ? Regrettably 5%. Okay. Or, or yeah, five percent or so. So you're talking about maybe what, like two or three hours? Yeah, that you, that you were that able to get right. some into it. Um, what about you, Eli? I know you started today, right before the podcast. Mm-hmm. How long? How long did you get to play the campaign? He got to like somewhat close to where I am, but he's still a bit behind. So that's easily a good one and a half, two hours, right there. Okay. Yeah, so the only problem hours. is that you are dying all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Let, let's frame how we're playing it. I'm playing it on normal, okay? Because I'm not the biggest, you know, and best FPS player. I'll, I'll freely admit that. Um, but both of you guys are playing it on heroic, right? Yes. Did you try legendary? I know a- Eli said that he was going to try it on legendary. No. Did you ever do that? Mm-mm. What happened? Um, you chickened out? No. no. I, I just wanted to get through the story um, first off. And just, so, you, so you went heroic instead. Yeah, heroic. Wow. Which is kind of stupid. I'm thinking about starting it over and doing a legendary. But I don't the rate you were dying? <laughs> hmm? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so let's talk about the camp. So that's where we are. Um, we're playing it on two different systems. You're playing it on the Xbox One X. We're playing it on the Xbox One. Okay. But I, I would have to say... Not a bad experience at all. It looks awesome, right? Plays awesome. Um, so let's talk about it. Campaign. The campaign starts with a very, very long and what would you call that? A tutorial, an intro? What, what is that? I have my own thoughts on the intro, but yes, it is the intro. Well, interesting that you say you have thoughts on it because there's a lot of people that are actually complaining about that intro. Yeah, I'd imagine. Okay. Why do you why do you feel that it's not the greatest way to start Halo Infinite? First of all, the game it, it runs fine, but here's the problem. Traditionally, Halo Wars 
has kind of been not not canon, but it was ancillary to the story. Like it enriched the story much in the way the old republic used to do. Connected but slightly disconnected. What they've done here <laughs> is made the game they made, 343, Halo Wars 2, an essential part of the story. That's weird. Because at the very beginning, you fight, you see Master Chief going toe-to-toe with the staple villain of Halo Wars 2. Only game he's ever been in, as far as I'm recalling. Mm-hmm. Atriox. And you have no idea other than the fact that Master Chief kills Covenant ba- uh, given co- <laughs> kills Covenant oh uh, alien guys, and Atriox doesn't like him because he kills alien. I mean, because he kills alien Covenant guys. You just get dropped in there. Mm-hmm. Like I had. Again, regrettably, I played the trash fire that is Halo 5, and I was still lost because it turns out a lot of stuff happened in Halo 2 that apparently leads into Infinite. So, like, very bad way to start because I'm lost. And for those of you who be, oh, well, why didn't you just play Halo Wars 2? Well, I don't know. There were bad reviews about it, first of all. Second of all, just, just uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. Like They didn't mention it was canon at all. At least I never got the memo that this the game series that's traditionally not heavily canon is super canon now. And what is it? Wait, you, you're talking about Halo 2? Halo Wars Halo 2. Wars. Not Halo 2, that's essential canon. Clearly, it's Halo 2, but this is Halo Wars 2 that I'm talking about. That's definitely so, weird. I don't like that I was just dropped into this this way. Not a good start. So it, it, it's interesting because it, there, is a, there is actually a Kotaku um, article based on... Ju- it's an article just on the opening, and let me read you the title of that. Okay. Halo Infinite's campaign opening is awful. Okay. Okay. Just just to kind of you know jump on your points here, um, one of the quotes that they say it's the most bizarre and troubling, oblivious decision by three four three that they thought that everyone playing would remember the climactic events of Halo 5 in such detail that they'd recognize they weren't supposed to know what was happening here. There's some guy we don't know who talks to Master Chief about a war we don't remember with an enemy that only previously appeared in Halo Wars 2. It's like being trolled. Yeah, see, because... I didn't like Halo 5. I still played it. I know what happened. None of that seemed to follow through here. Yeah, it does seem it does seem a little disconnected. Um, you know, it's and and I think I, I think the beginning of of Halo Infinite is supposed to serve as what they do in kind of like TV shows where you start with a cold open, right? Mm-hmm. Um 
but the problem is is that this doesn't seem to connect to anything that we've seen previously except for like you said halo wars 2 which probably not a lot of fans have played it um and you said it was it wasn't that very good so word of mouth wouldn't have driven people to play it either way you know so why would they choose to use a game that's kind of universally panned within the halo franchise and use that as the jumping point for the campaign i mean in fairness though here's what i will say okay. in fairness though what because we we actually got to play just a tiny smidgen like the skirmish mode of halo 2 over at our cousin's house wars yes halo wars 2 mm-hmm. and according to what he said because he follows a lot of this stuff like a journalist will follow the president. Okay. Like he's up to he, he's like super on the news when it comes to like gaming and stuff. Halo Wars 2 when it came out was not great. That is true. But apparently it had gotten better. Like after that. like a lot of games do because they release it crappy and then they build it back better. <laughs> but then like I didn't know that. <laughs> and see that's the thing. This kind of just slid completely under the radar well i think that's that's probably one of the bigger faults of the video game industry especially within the last you know maybe five to ten years is that they've gotten to the point where they're willing to release beta products to the to the to the you know the fans and stuff like that with the promise that things will get better and you know what what ends up happening is that those fans are so turned off by the initial product that they never go back to it. So, you know, maybe just like you, you heard how bad the initial release of the game was and figured, you know what? There's no reason for me to revisit this at any point in the future because it's, you know, I, I'm not going to be following updates on whether they've improved this or that or whatever. I'm just going to assume that, hey, the game came out bad. It's going to stay bad, you know? And I think I think that's that's something that really the video game industry at large should probably take a look at because you're turning off p- potential fans and consumers of your product by releasing something so bad at the beginning with the promise, hey, we'll fix it. Give us about six months to a year. People don't have that type of patience when there's so many other things out there that they can consume, you know? So, okay, maybe Halo Wars 2 ended up being better than expected, but just listening to the way you, you're talking about it, once you heard it was bad, who cares? I'm never going back to check it out unless, if, I, if, unless I happen to go to my cousin's house who happens to have the game, and then you know he'll be yeah. like, oh, it's actually pretty better. And then you know, you'll be like, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah, exactly. And again, like I said, the war's continuity, as far as I was concerned at that point, was not like super heavily steeped in the story. Like, just to give you a perspective of what I'm talking about, the first Halo Wars was set in the Halo universe, but it had absolutely nothing to do with Master Chief. Mm. Apparently, Halo Wars 2 changed that. Mm. Mm. Okay. Because at least the way I'm looking at this, 
and knowing how heavily Atriox is important to that story, seeing the beginning of this game and him facing down with Chief, I, it kind of just it tells me, okay, so this ended up being really important after all. Okay. And for for goodness sake, the Infinity, which was a a battleship that premiered in four, seen in five. Is now gone. <laughs> really don't like Halo Five, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> so no Guardians for him. Jesus Christ! All right, so we've established that the story appears to, at least from from what we've seen, to follow heavily the events of Halo Wars Two. Um, I would I would say this: if you're going to do something like that then you know what? Maybe you need to have a previously on type of thing, right? Maybe maybe not as blatant as that, but you know what? Drop a little bit of what the events that you're referencing, you know, like maybe flashbacks or, or cutscenes of that nature, which goes back to Halo Wars 2 and said, look, this is what happened here. This is why this is happening now. You know what I mean? So um, that that's the way that I look at this. Um, it, it's probably not the best way that 343 Industries could have approached this fact, but it is what it is, right? So barring that, Eli, um, you you took your time with the the beginning of the campaign. Um, yeah. What what were your early thoughts of the campaign? I don't know. It's it's boring to say the least. Um, I mean, it's that's it. That's all you can really say. It's just boring, flat out boring. There's nothing to it. Shooting just a bunch of people. Mini boss was okay. I beat him in one attempt, surprisingly enough, or three attempts actually. <laughs> uh, but I mean, otherwise, there's just nothing to it. It's flat. It's there's nothing. Yeah. See, there's a reason why it's flat, though. You haven't finished Halo 2. Yeah. You haven't finished Halo 3. You haven't even touched Halo 4. Don't touch Halo 5. You haven't touched any of the campaigns, so none of this bears any weight to you. Yes, I know. And But you would think that they could almost, like, uh, I mean, recap you on everything, catch you up, keep you up to speed, right? Dude, the amount you're missing, that's not a recap you can do. They should. I I will say this. I will say this. And and this is something that we had spoken about previously regarding how they built Halo Infinite in terms of the campaign and, and, you know, the, the level of difficulties and what they were trying to do to make it accessible to new fans. So... If that's the case, then I have to agree with Eli in in a sense that, you know, if you're going to be, if you're explicitly looking for new fans, if you're going to drop them into a story that's this deep and this complex, there should be a little bit of um, going going back and, and giving you the knowledge of what happened previous to this game. Now, whether that... that that could be, and and I don't I don't think of any game that's ever done this, but maybe like a a short previously on video 
you know, which which kind of recaps the story so far in terms of Halo, or at least, like I said before, dropping in flashbacks, you know, and it, that would probably be the best way to Not, keep it yeah. within the story. There is actually a game that does that. Which one? God of War. God of War Three did it. There you go. I mean that that's something that is pretty simple, you know. Especially if you and you they've said it implicitly. We're looking to bring in new fans into the into the Halo franchise. So if that's the case, that's the equivalent of of you trying to jump into Marvel the Marvel Studios ten year uh, thing by jumping in on Infinity War. Uh, it, it, it's kind. It's kind of like that. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Okay, fair enough. Fine. So there, there should have been a little bit more of an effort by three four three in terms of trying to get people up to speed on what's happening, especially if we're going to be using a, a somewhat obscure game in the franchise that really not a lot of people have played as your focus for the story. That's what I'm saying, you know. I th- I think that's not too much to ask, right? But I guess it didn't happen. So Eli's a perfect example. You know, he's not as well versed in the Halo ver- universe, so Halo Infinite doesn't have that doesn't have any emotional emotion. He doesn't have a ho- an emotional connection to the story. So for him, it's like eh. It's just like any other shooter, right? Yeah. Okay. It didn't definitely didn't hook me at all. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, listen, if if you're like I said, if you're jumping onto Marvel Studios on Infinity War, the the relationships that Clint Barton has with Natasha Romanoff and and you know um, Tony Stark and and um, Steve, Steve Rogers. Rogers they don't land as much because you're seeing them for the first time. It's like, okay, two dudes, they're fighting against each other. Two do him and her, they, they have an, a past. I don't know what it is, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? Although Estraton, whatever, face, he's kind of what? cool. Escaron. Escaron, he's, he's sick as hell. Sick as all hell, Well, he, he's, he's been guiding us in the car in terms of navigation for a while. So yes. we've gotten to know him a little bit better, right? Yes. Nah. He is sick as all hell, bro. He, a- he actually oh is gosh. right now. And we've <laughs> seen very, very little of him, but he's actually becoming one of my favorite characters in Halo right now. So from same for me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. He he is he's one of those badass um but very he seems very meticulous. He seems mm-hmm. very calculating yeah you know very unlike his predecessors mm-hmm. and that'll be interesting especially if we as we progress along with the story mode so you've gotten a little bit farther than eli has aj right so what's your experience of the the campaign so far and I'm especially going- you because you are now really the biggest halo fan in this household by far so, like, okay, here's the thing. The introduction really turned me off. But as I've been going, the one promise that seems to be keeping me going so far is, fair enough, Eskarim. 
I want to know more about him. Clearly, he's tied to this guy, Atriox, who almost beat Master Chief, but didn't. And I like this new dynamic that they're setting up. Oh, well, the Covenant was afraid of you. Uh, the, uh, the prophets were ineffectual morons trying to destroy everyone, and we're not going to follow people like that anymore. We're not going to see you as the demon. We're going to see you as prey. And I like how he, like, he's clearly not afraid of the Master Chief because unlike the very religious overtones that the Covenant had, he's like, you're flesh and bone. I'm going to kill you, bro. (laughs) He's very down-to-earth despite being just a little bit, you can tell there's a little bit of that starry-eyedness in there. Mm. But it's not so much that it, like, completely skewers his vision and what he needs to do and how he does it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's that. Um, but otherwise, so to jump on the open world aspect now, it's pretty good. The only thing that I will have a gripe about is so we we've spoken about this even before the podcast too. There's this thing. It's called the tower, right? Oh my god! You really, really don't like that that whole aspect of it. But please continue. Let let it the looks like a very know. threatening, well defended last stand type base. That's going to be the end point of the game. So I figured, oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to have a really bad lapse in judgment right now and mosey on over there because I'll probably get destroyed by like some really swanky anti-air guns or maybe I'll get met out on the battlefield by like a brute chieftain or something. I go over there and there's only one brute, a Joe Schmo. And not Craig, I, is it? I'm going to say that <laughs> it was Craig's long lost brother, Deg. Oh my god. Oh lord. Dig. Yes. I killed Deg with my pinky. (laughs) And then I proceeded to climb all, what, two, three, four levels of this tower. Not a soul in sight. Not one. Just Deg holding down the fort. Maybe they were all on siesta, (laughs) sleeping it off (laughs) after a, a rough night of bruteness. Oh my gosh. I I mean, I get that this is probably one of those things where I have to do more of the progression, but come on, man. Well, there is actually something there. I mean, I'm looking at it now. Apparently, if you climb this really... Is this the one that you're talking about? should look like this. Uh, I can't... I need to see the full body view. But I, I just searched it up now, like the tower... Uh, Halo Infinite. Let me search it up real quick. But, yeah. The whole point is, this thing looked I like I should not go near it, but I went near it, dared, yeah, that pretty much looks like it. It's a fortress. There's something on the top of it. Apparently. I did not go all the way up because I was so bored at there not being anyone there <laughs> oh that gosh. I left immediately. But apparently there's like a Halo Infinite there's like a tower skull. I don't know what these skulls do. So it's oh, not even. Oh, that's like a. Th- those are like um. Oh God. So 
Oh, like when you, the skulls, period, they're like certain boosts. Like, um, yeah. Catch makes grunts throw more grenades at you. Iron makes it so that, what, your shields regenerate less or something along those lines. Basically, they're kind of like power-ups for the enemies. Hmm. But there are also skulls that are collectibles. Mm-hmm. That sounds like one of those collectible ones. Mm-hmm. I need to find out what it does. So the tower is just basically a Toys R Us for, for Halo. At least that's what it sounds like. But it's yeah. for something so... With important. one security guard. Dig. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So, I... Listen, I, I can't say anything about it because I did skip the tower completely because of the fact that I thought, much like you, see, <laughs> it's probably not a good place for me to be there until I've leveled up a little bit, you know? I went in there. Which I went south. <laughs> I, went, I went south. Oh, my gosh. I'll be honest. I went south. So I went in with just the warthog, no gunner. Oh, gosh. <laughs> see, I, I went and I, I freed. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I helped some USNC forces i took a warthog went to one of those bases wrecked that base took a chopper and then went there mm, okay so i oh steamrolled in there with a chopper and it was just for nothing yeah okay well again clearly i didn't go all the way to the top but after seeing day there it was kind of turned off but that's look otherwise i think so far there is something there I just need to watch this goddamn Halo Wars 2 cutscene movie mm-hmm. and play the game more. But so far, it looks like they got some interesting stuff. Even though, again, I feel so lost. Okay, so here's my impressions on this. Um, I've, I've played a little bit more than you guys. Actually, probably more than you combined at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some free time this week. And so... I've gotten pretty far. I've, I've pretty much completed the majority of the lower left-hand side of the southern part of the map. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all said and done. You know, I'm I'm moving upwards to the northern part, the left-hand side. I'm just like somewhere in the middle right now. Um, I'm I'm gonna say this: uh, the open world for me is kind of like hit or miss. In, in the fact that, and again, maybe it's because of just the p- p- specific place that I'm in on the map, but it seems like, how can I say this? It feels to me like the very first Far Cry, where there was a lot of walking before you got to enemies, and then there was a lot of walking before you got to enemies, and a lot of walking before you got to enemies. It, so there are specific points but I think I kind of miss the frenetic nature of Halo the way it used to be. This seems like it's a much more leisurely walk through the Halo um, universe, right? Because there is a lot of things where you have to grapple and you have, you're climbing. You know, I, I really am not too great of a fan of the mountains and those weird um these weird platforms that are built into the mountain on this thing. And it's funny because this whole map is supposed to be based on the silent cartographer, right? That's the inspiration for this, for Halo Infinite's map. 
Do you what get, was that? Halo two or three? I, I feel like it was, it was one of those two. Yeah, it was. It was way back then, and that's the inspiration for this map. I just think that you know, like I said, Halo for me, especially like you know those those earlier games, they were very much frenetic rides, right? That you were on. You know, you're always running from one place to the other because there was an, a sense of urgency with Halo, right? Mm-hmm. I don't get that from this game. And I think maybe that's kind of the reason why the open world is a little off-putting to me. But I do like the freedom of movement. I like the, the, the fact that we can go anywhere and stuff like that. So um, it's actually even farther back. It's actually the silent cartographer. The first one. Yep. Is a level from Combat Evolved, the fourth one. Mm-hmm. So, again, this is kind of 343 and, you know, their quote-unquote love letter to, you know, the earlier games, especially Combat Evolved, which makes sense because this is the 20th anniversary of the game, right? Um, so there's that aspect of the open world. Um, the other... So... I like the fact that you, there's kind of like a variety in, in in a sense. There's like three different type of things that you can do on this map so far that I've seen, right? You can go and you can free one of those forward operating bases, okay? Mm-hmm. You can go and find the base where the banished are and kind of take over the place. And it's sometimes there's an objective to do there. And the third thing you can do is you can go and help the UNSC forces on the ring against the banished and either they're captured or they're in the middle of a fight and you're dropped in there those are the three main things that you can do on the halo ring so far i can see where that can kind of be a little bit um repetitive at at some point especially if what they say is true that this is probably anywhere between 10 to 20 or 30 hours depending on how much stuff you do on Halo, right? So I can see where if you're doing only those three things and you're doing them all the time, it can get repetitive. So that's another thing. The last thing that I have a little bit of a criticism in terms of the open world is that it's just one open world. One of the things, one of the great things about Halo is that you were dropped into different places, right? You had different, to use a Minecraft term, you had different biomes in Halo. You yeah, can that's either true. be in space, or you can be on the ground, or you can be in an underground thing, you know, battling the flood and stuff like that. That doesn't seem like it's going to happen in this game. You're going to be on ring, on the, the Halo ring, and that's it. And I think I'm going to miss the diversity of the different places that Halo games in the past showed us. Um, I don't see that happening in this game. So that's the one thing that I, 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 again, the open world seems like a good idea. But given everything that we've had Halo happen to us in the past, I'm a little disappointed that that's the only choice we have in terms of playing this campaign. Hmm. What are your thoughts on that, guys? Well, now that you put it, well, I mean, to be fair, you are a little bit farther along in the story, but you still have another 75% to go. So that could easily change. Mm-hmm. But if it really turns out that you're just on this one section of the Halo ring 
and you can't go under. You can't go to a deserty part of it. You can't go to a. I did find ice, caves and tunnels. An icy part of it, yeah. I don't know that that kind of. Uh, I the, Halo is better served as a linear objective game because the the whole thing with you can make it open world, but the problem is with the wide berth of the types of places you can go to, that can become very overwhelming very fast. Like, you'd need to make it as big as a game as, what's that one? No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. And that would take eons to make. And I, I think the other thing is that we've already seen previous Halo games before, and we've been to different places. I think if this was the first in the Halo series, then maybe it, it'll be better served because we wouldn't know anything better. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that we've had Halo games and it's always been a frenetic pace getting to one place or another because the world was ending at some point, you know what I'm saying? This one, it seems more of like a leisurely ride through the through the ring, in a sense, you know? Yeah. There's not that sense of urgency that other Halo games have had before. In a sense, I can see that. Okay, let's talk about the characters real quick. Um, two in, in particular that I really wanna I really wanna touch upon. Um, the first one is the first guy that we meet, which is what Echo two seventeen or something or two sixteen or something like that. I'm yeah. just gonna pilot. call him Echo. Yeah, Echo. Yeah, just... the pilot. Um, and the other one that we see that that is actually very very important to the hey. story is the weapon. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> he got yeah. so like, yeah, yeah, nah. uh, he's gonna say, "Oh, he's not." Yeah. Who are you thinking about? Escarol. No, no, no. Wait, we've already, yeah, we've talked about him already. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about these two in specific because we haven't mentioned them before. Yeah, Echo and the weapon. Um, I've got my thoughts on both of them, but what do you guys think about them? Are they are they a good entry into the Halo universe, or can we do without them? See. Here's the thing with Echo. I get that he wants to go back to his family. It's a nice thing that kind of grounds him other than just being a soldier. But he never really acts like a soldier. He's actually annoying to me. He's, he he kind of he almost feels like a deserter. In a sense, because there, there's a point, there's literally a point, and I don't know if you've gotten up to it or not, that um, Master Chief, he's going to infiltrate a an installation, and, and the guy is like, you're crazy. No, why are we doing this? And you're flying in the ship above, and they're bombing the crap out of the ship, right? And he's like, oh, I'm not going all the way. I'm going to drop you off here. I... I I just want to go home. Why are we doing this? It, it gets... like, I mean, I, I, again, I get yeah. it, but like, damn, we need Sergeant Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's a point the Master Chief is like, you know what? You're a soldier. This is what we do. You know? And, yeah. and the dude is like, no, I just want to go. I mean, I get the, again, he's supposed to be the relational guy. Like, not everyone can be like Master Chief. I guess. He's, he's whining all the time. It's just, he yeah. He does. And that, that's why I find him a little annoying. You know, I, I'm 
I'm almost to the point now where if he's on the screen, <laughs> I want to kind of like mute the TV because <laughs> I really don't want to hear what he has to say. So um, the weapon, however, is a very interesting choice to bring into Halo. Yeah. Again, vestige of Halo Wars 2 that apparently you need to know because at least as far as Halo 5 is concerned, the, the very last thing I remember of Halo 5 is that Cortana was fully rogue and she escaped with like some killer forerunner artifact and she was in the wind. And the only thing that could stop her was um, I think they got in touch with one of the not guilty sparks, but you know, those little. Ooh. Those little forerunner, um, you know, the ones that, oh, I'm going to help you, but then shoot you the next minute type characters. Yeah, those, those were the Sparks, and, right? Yeah. Boy, I haven't, I haven't thought about those guys in a long time. There was one in Halo 5 that was helping them, apparently. But I'm assuming, I, again, I don't remember that game very well, but from what I know... Something like the weapon, if not the weapon herself, was developed in that game. Or maybe it was Halo Wars 2. I might be skewing it. But, but again, I've never played Halo Wars 2, so I wouldn't know. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I know, like, throughout the story, they start mentioning uh, on how, like, Cortana, like, betrayed all of them. How exactly did that happen? So, let's go back a few games. In Halo 4, mm -hmm. Cortana started to suffer from something called rampancy. Oh. And rampancy is where, because AIs only have a shelf life of about seven years. After that, they start to deteriorate and basically lose their minds. That's when she goes red. Yeah. Uh, okay. In Halo 4, it looks like she, quote-unquote, dies trying to save Master Chief. But it turns out... She didn't quite die because she was tied to some forerunner, forerunnery thing, and in that she was basically able to perfect herself. Mm -hmm. And so now, free of any directives and just completely acting with her own agency, she just decides, "I'm gonna help the universe my way." But the UNSC doesn't like that, and to be fair, her way is a little confrontational kind of like the chiefs but it kind of takes it to a point where you know we might need to actually stop her so this is in halo 5 that was halo 5 where they're trying to oh so cortana's like sort of like the enemy so and here's what actually happens she go like thanos -y? yeah kind of that's mm. kind of cool that's not but see the whole thing is that in halo 5 it was mostly Locke versus chief but the reason why they were at odds is because Chief wanted to get to Cortana first because he thought maybe he could reason with her or whatever, you know. But Locke's team and the actual UNSC proper were like, got to go. And so that's where that friction came from. So they tried. So they basically kicked out Chief. Chief had, quote unquote, gone rogue. And okay. Locke's team was sent to reel them back in or something stupid like that. 
Okay. But so that was Halo 5 Guardians. And that yeah. leads up to now where... Well, barely leads up to. Because oh. remember, between that is supposedly Halo Wars 2. Where oh, that story yeah. got furthered even more. Okay. So do you like do you like this new character? Well, quote unquote new character. Uh, weapon? I think she's pretty... See what... What, um, God damn it. What was I going to say? What Echo was supposed to be, she does better. Because she's not annoying about it. At least I find. Right. Mm-hmm. She She's more of a matter of fact in, in the way it is. I think she, I think it's better for her because she's a little bit more emotionally disconnected. Whereas Echo, he's just all in with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's a little much, at least yeah. in, my, in our opinion. Okay, so there you have it. Um, there's one thing that I do want to mention that I really really do like that I thought I wouldn't about Halo Infinite. The grappling, hook. the grappling hook. <laughs> oh man! I you know I thought that when they first announced it that it would be a gimmick and it would be something that it's like okay, maybe. Maybe it's something that's so non-Halo that I'm going to hate it. I actually love using the grappling hook. Yeah, you know? it's grown on me too, to be honest. I mean, I, mean I, use it, I use it not only to get me to different places, but I also use it as an offensive weapon, you know? I don't use it like that at all. Uh, I just use it to Spider-Man around. I love just grappling one of the, one of the either the grunts or one of the... Um, brutes. One of the brutes. Because grappling, when you grapple uh, an enemy in the game, not only do you close the distance very, very quickly, mm-hmm. it ends with a, a huge punch that kind of staggers them. And then right afterwards, I get to use my favorite weapon in the game, the mangler, with a shot right to the face. <laughs> so it's like, it's like it's almost like I've developed my own little combo here. I'm pretty sure a gazillion people do the same thing. Trip but shots. it just but it just feels like it's like whoa check me out look what i'm doing you know so i do like i do like the mechanics of the grappling hook it does change the way you play the game a little bit because it gives you access to different places that normally you would not be able to unless you had the jetpack and even the jetpack was a little limited sometimes because it gave you that short burst right well unless you turned it off right um, and so, and as you, as you progress, um, you get Spartan cores, which reduce the cooldown of being able to use the grappling hook, which makes it even funner because now you can use them almost all the time, you know, with impunity and stuff. So there's that. Um, so listen, if, if this is how I feel, I'm enjoying Halo Infinite. I, I really am, and and you know, it may sound that it may sound that I was being a little negative at the very beginning, especially when I was con- talking about the the open world and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I'm still enjoying the game. Um, I just don't think I think that there there could be a couple of things that need to t- be tightened up, um, and maybe there should have been more of a variety of things to do if you're going to do an open world because that is what makes an open world not stale. If you're doing the same thing over and over again, it gets stale very, very quickly. 
So I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I do hope that there's some further variety down the line because I can see a scenario where it's like, okay, here we go. I'm going into another base. Rinse, repeat. Now I'm going to go save some UNSC guys. Rinse, repeat. You know, so let's hope that they do change that up. The reviews so far for Halo Infinite have been very, very positive. Mm, that's um, good. IGN gave it a 9 out of 10. Mm. You know, and, and generally these scores are hovering between 80 and 90%. I think we can agree that that's around where Halo Infinite yeah. should be, right? Mm. So I, I don't think there's any discussion with that. Now, the, the thing I do want to ask, um, first of all, you guys did a co-op custom game. How'd that go? I died more often than I should have, but again... Wasn't even going all out. Yeah, so you percent quote-unquote. <laughs> I mean, I, I still have to get... I've been getting a little more used to the weapons, but... Yeah, I mean, I have a pretty solid grip on it. I just need to refine... How I approach certain situations. Bruh, the plays that I made in that end match. Mm. But then there was the one time with the wasp. Uh Huh? Oh, that stupid thing. That's only because you got lucky. I got lucky. Because I didn't know how to... The the thing with it is that um, the controls for not legacy... uh, I hate legacy. It's default. garbage. It's uh, not default, garbage. Default. Um, I don't know how to fly anything. The wasp. It, 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 you have to figure it out. But like, I don't know. Maybe it was just me. But I, I don't know. You know, forget it. Forget it. But the wasp sucks. And no. Because yeah. I wiped you with I it. I still <laughs> won. What was it? What was it? You actually didn't I win that it one. Was you tied. 13-3. Yeah, that was without the, the wasp. That was the end match where I destroyed you. You got absolutely destroyed. Still destroyed you with that wasp though. But it's it was thirteen three. I mean, you and hold that, that over. Oh, that's that was, only one game out of how many total games you've played me and got absolutely and wiped. And the second one, I had like six one or seven one, like like freaking like a Barcelona play seven one. Jesus Christ! I mean, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Out of total, that's still pretty pathetic. Uh, I had so, three wins out of like five of all time. I'm talking, and the about. first one, it was like nothing. Neither of us won. Okay, so l- let me ask this question: um, In terms of playing co-op against each other, does this replace Halo? What's the one your go-to when you when you're doing? It's normally four. What, do you see a scenario where this would replace? Halo 4 is your go-to in terms of co-op play? Hell yeah. Me, personally, no. Hell yeah, for sure. This okay. Does. So for you, you say no. Why? Well, I think, again, it's because I'm so used to the way Halo 4 works. Um, in terms of the controls? No, or? the controls are fine. I have my legacy, so I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. I guess it's just the feel of the weapons the, the feel of the weapons this game around is uh, they still feel pretty nerfed in some respects, and I don't like it. Okay. Mm. 
like in Halo, like <laughs> sure you can still take someone's shields down with a with an assault rifle, but um, I don't know. I just feel like it takes a little too long now. Still, okay, Eli, you're the opposite. You say that this will replace your Halo Four co-op custom For game. Sure. Okay, what is your reason? Uh, gameplay is like so much more different. Like. Before, like, I felt like Halo had, like, it was just a sense of not, it wasn't really tactical per se. And I'm not going to say Halo Infinite isn't tactical, but in a way, I mean, it's a little bit more tactical than uh, the original games. Where basically, if you had, a, if you, it was all about getting, getting, um, getting a vehicle and getting a rocket launcher. And then that was it. That was the end of the game. Where... Uh, now Halo in, in Halo Infinite, it's a little bit more balanced where you have to think, not think everything out, but you can use a little bit more strategy. Like the maps were like sort of uh, conformed to the, to the sense that you can almost strategize your next play. So if he's going through here, I can circle around and then attack him. Halo 4, I'm not going to say it wasn't the same thing, but at the same time, it was more of an open open field where all it was was shooting each other and somebody survived, and that was it. Okay. So, and not even just that, they also have gameplay where, like, you can slide now. So if you want to, if you want to, it doesn't sound like much, but, like, you can now move around, like, much smoother. You can slide into cover. Yeah, it's more slide dynamic. into cover, and that's, that's what that's I'm saying. A, that's a pretty interesting dynamic. Strategic, you know. Although it's too much, like, Call of Duty, okay. in a way. That's fine. Um, DLC is never a thing that really has happened in Halo. There's a possibility that we might be getting DLC here because this game is so distinctly different from the other games. Um, you guys have any thoughts on DLCs or whether that's a good thing or a bad thing? What the hell are they holding back? Well, I will... If they're holding something back, it better be damn well worth it. I, I will gently spoil um, Halo Infinite because the game does end with the threat of a thing called the Endless. Okay? Uh, to the point you know, that... that is, to no, the, but it sounds stupid, pretty right? cringy okay. so yeah. far. <laughs> but to the point that before the game's launch, Halo, Halo and 343 uh, trademarked the word the Endless. So you know that that's probably going to be the next iteration of Halo Infinite. Name sounds kind of stupid. Well, it I mean, kinda, if, the, the if the name is called Infinite, the Endless... You might as well just call thematically it... Thematically, it makes sense. Yes, uh, I was just killer. about to say that. Death killer. You know, we're, we're, the name does kind of follow Halo Infinite in a way. So, DLC, maybe we get introduced to the Endless, or maybe there is something dealing with the Endless in the DLC that gets you excited. Can maybe like a, an extended cutscene DLC type of thing where you're playing the cutscene. No. That goes, I don't know. I'm Too just, much I'm just saying. Already. No, no, not cutscene, but like it. No, like, like say the end of the, the end of the, the very end of the game. Oh, look, the Endless, what a big foot they are. Ah. Mm. And then the DLC is, a, I guess a special level based on that cutscene, uh, giving you a preview of what fighting the endless will be like. 
No. I'm just, I'm still no. not good with that either. Yeah. Okay. No. So DLC in general may not work for this game for Halo. In in a sense, They're we've never had it to monetize it too oh, much. Absolutely, that's the problem. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's where where it is. Um, I'm gonna end. We're gonna end this podcast with just a couple of little little hints and kind of fun Easter eggs. Um, apparently. It behooves you to go into the caves. It, you should go to the caves? Yes. Okay. Okay. You should look around in the caves. Okay. You should look for cracks and crevices in the caves. Okay. Because I... if you do, not only will you be um, finding things like the original Xbox console Ayo. in Ayo. the caves. So okay, this was discovered Can by by a player. Um, he he found the original Xbox in a small gap inside the cave. But more importantly, and there are others, um, you can find plushies of characters like the Arbiter. There you go. And you can easily even find find a Halo arcade machine. Okay. But to yeah. me, the best part of the Easter eggs in Halo. What? He, I know he's coming. Who? No, no, just say, just say. No, no, tell me, tell me. Craig. You're never, you know. Oh, my god! It would be nice. And I, I think that has to, if somebody out there can find Craig, oh, the, please. That's what the DLC should be. Oh. Craig. The Craig DLC. Yes. He's like. The life. <laughs> The life and oh times my God. of Craig. No, they can give him a Tartarus style level in Halo 2. Yo. Where you have to like time your shots to like take down his shield. But instead of just like being completely invulnerable, not only is he completely invulnerable, not only is he holding a, uh, a gravity hammer, he's holding two and can shoot darkness eye beams. No, no, no. Not. And then <laughs> oh in the second God. stage, because there's multiple stages, he just drops everything and it'll be like a cutscene. And all of a sudden, the weapon is st- starting to glitch out, and and Master Chief, oh uh, no no no, and Craig, all of a sudden, and an aura stops, an aura, an aura stops, Jesus Christ, an aura starts to flow through him, and white eyes, and Master Chief has to take off his helmet to see it, and it's just an unveiling, and then all of a sudden, Craig. Just goes like this. Force chokes him. Master Chief falls to the floor and he's dead. And then Craig just stands over him, just like Fusion Samasu, and it, like with the with the pose. And he just a light I, happens I in would the just, sky. You know, I would telekinesis just, isn't actually that far out of the realm of possibility. It's been done in the Halo games, really. I would just oh. be happy with a Craig cool. DLC. Not not to get off topic of the Easter eggs, but God I would just killer. be happy of a Craig DLC. Of just having Craig doing Craig stuff on the Halo ring. And okay. just so you know, the Halo ring does have a name. Oh. It's called Zeta Halo. Halo. Zeta? Yeah, you know, Alpha, Beta, Centauri, whatever. No. So this particular one is called Zeta Halo. Zeta. Okay. So having Craig just walking around doing Craig things on Zeta Halo would be 
totally fine on my butt. Oh, and then you know what can happen? He breaks the Zeta halo in half and just throws okay. them across the That's universe. That's a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're way off track here. That is okay. amazing. The final Easter egg that I need to mention, and probably the most awesomest one of all, right, is referencing the god oh. of Zeta halo. Okay. okay. This was a, an Easter egg That's that great. was found by... Um, God, the hell, Greg? X Garbit on YouTube. Okay? okay, so I'm giving you, I'm giving you props, props, X Garbit on YouTube. Yeah. Using the grapple shot ability to climb up a tunnel, he found a tiny tunnel in the ceiling in a cave. Okay, that led to the biggest discovery probably in the Halo universe. It rocks everything from the Covenant all the way down to the Forerunners. And and it predates everything. What he did when he found this this secret tunnel. But I feel like this is a troll. Hideout, this is a troll. Was a bunch of grunts. Yes, it's a troll. Okay, no, no, no. It's not a troll. It's not a troll. A bunch of grunts surrounding this object, which is the god of Zeta Halo worshiping the object now what's the object you say a giant sandwich it's a troll i called it i called it oh my gosh a that is giant insane. sandwich sure. being worshipped by the grunts let's go on zeta halo let's go all hail the sandwich. mighty large sandwich yo craig's there thoughts Yo. That's too much now. I absolutely that hate that because now that just tells me they don't even take this game seriously. Yeah, but it's like I don't um, like that. You remember I Gary's really mods don't. or whatever? Okay, this isn't Gary's mods. But, this is Halo. But it's kind of cool. Like no, it it's not. That mods. doesn't belong in a Halo game. Does an alien belong in GTA Five? The large sandwich Kinda. looks. Yeah. Like- no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. GTA embraces the weird. And so is Halo. No, that's not their thing. Who's to say a Zeta god? Who's the, who's to say the god of a, of a, of a Zeta Halo uh, can't be a sandwich? The Forerunners. And it's not just any sandwich. It does look like it's a grilled well, sandwich because it has some oh my god marks on the top of the bread. Is that a ham and cheese? It looks like a ham and cheese with lettuce, Ooh. tomatoes, and onions. Damn, bro. All hail. The mighty large sandwich. Why can't that be of a Zeta Halo? Why can't it be a thing? That is amazing. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, it, you, if here's another thing that you can find the Molinier armor near the tower, the tower that AJ went first and found that it was sparsely defended. Um, so they are they are things that you can find. Um. And, and, you know, throughout the game, you're going to find different, especially when you fight. There, There is another thing that you do. You do fight specific um, enemies. It's almost like Warlords, the Warlords feature in Shadow of Mordor, Lord of the Rings, those Lord of the Rings games. So when you do fight them, they do drop special weapons. They're basically just weapons, but with a different um, color scheme. That you can now use in multiplayer. Uh, so there's that. 
Um, but mean, basically, at least that's giving you something. Yeah, there you go. God. So basically, that's that's Halo campaign in a nutshell. Um, mm. You guys seem to like it, right? For the most part, no, I, I like it. Eli is on the I, is really really on the fence. He's teetering. I like multiplayer. Get it? Okay. And not Get not anything else. Halo. Not battle pass. It's not battle pass. Uh, I don't like campaign. Yeah, because you know, yeah, I'm not even going to get into it anymore. It doesn't hook me, though. It doesn't. And weapon is kind of boring. Although I can see how the concept can be interesting if you followed, like, the original games, I guess. Sort well, of. As, as but you, it's still boring. As you go along in the game, um, she gets more interesting. Yeah, that we still so. haven't... I, well, I haven't even really been through it at, either, so... Okay. But, um, yeah. But th- that's basically Halo campaign. Um, I think Halo Infinite is a is a is a Jekyll and Hyde right now in terms of its offerings. The multiplayer is not well well received by the Halo community, mm-hmm. but it does seem that the Halo campaign a lot of people are enjoying it. So mm-hmm. there's that. Okay. All right. So on that note, we are going to wrap up our episode today, our cross-gen get geek crossover, and um, cross geek, cross geek, get gen or get gen, yes, get gen, cross geek. I like that. We're the cross geners. Cross. Oh uh, no. Yes. no! No no no! Stop that. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, like cross, cross. What was it? The cross geek. I think it was. Yeah, cross, there you go. Cross, cross geekers. Better, much better. Cross Jenners. Get geekers. Get, get Jenners. Get Jenners. Oh, what the hell? All right. Anyway, um, like I said, on that note, we will be back next week with uh, another set of episodes. Hopefully, cross gen and get geek separated, so we can get back to our normal schedule. But until then. We'd like to thank you for joining us on this journey. My name is Walt. Forever Covenant AJ. Sergeant Eli. No, no, that sounds horrible. What do they call them? It's not the... Um, I know they had like a name. I mean, it was, there was like a what Spartan team. What are you talking team. about? There were like different Spartan teams. Right? Yeah, that was something they introduced in Halo 4 and 5. I uh, forgot. I but anyway, anyway, it's at Escarone Eli, Escarone Eli, um, Escarum, Escarum Eli, Eshram. yeah, Eshram. Oh, you know what, Eshram, yeah, you're actually right. Oh, I was right. No, you said Escarone. No, why are you saying Escarone? Stop saying Escarone. Like a god, I was right. It's not ultimate a chicharron. Pre- ultimately predicting everything. Yes, Escheron. 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 You and don't will die. Escheron will. You put that way too close to the mic. <laughs> People are gonna be wondering what the hell just happened. All they're hearing is, oh god. <laughs> but whatever. Well, there it is. So, so until then. Yeah. May our flies 
Yes. Crossed into the spider's this webs again. This ending is You're a dying. May, may You're our dying. energy swords cross. This, this ending is a trap. They think we're the flies. I thought you were impersonating. But we're the spider. Admiral Akbar for a second. <laughs> for real though. Oh it's a trap. It's a trap. All right. But may our energy swords, swords clash again. Or maybe... Gravity, gravity hammers. hammers. No, that would like cause like so, your brains would be like. It'd be a shockwave that knocks both people back, and that will probably scramble their brains to depending yeah. on what they are. But energy swords, yeah. Fair energy swords, cause you know, you know. Sounds good. Thing. All right, later, people. <laughs>